Hello everyone and welcome to an episode of Cinema Rogues. My name is Andrew and with me as always is our co-host Guy. Hi, how's it going? Pretty great, how are you? I'm pretty good. That's good. I haven't talked to you in a long time, it's nice. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, this is episode 51 and uh, we're gonna break it down just a little bit, get into our housekeeping like we always do. Go check out my show, Board Game Barbarians. Um, if you want more of Guy, you can check out Sidetail Studios on Twitch and YouTube. And check out our Papa show, Richer Warriors. Yeah, uh, Richer Warriors, which we're all going to be on an episode this month, I think. Next month? I hope next month, because I haven't played the game yet, so. <laughs> oh, no. I'm still figuring out how to play it. I need to, I need to get, it, get, get, get it working. Get on that, Andrew. Oh, I will. Um, what you been? Uh, what you been? What you been watching? Uh lots of stuff. We um, a uh, new Jurassic Park movie came out. Or I guess Jurassic World movie came out, and Kristen is a very much like a day one like Jurassic World person. Yeah. And uh, we were going out of town for a wedding the day it came out, like that Friday, whatever it was, June ninth, maybe. Yeah. Um. And so I found a double feature they were doing the night before uh, on June 8th of Jurassic Park and then the latest movie, Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. Uh, so we saw both of those back to back. That was fun. Nice. How's yeah. the new movie? I've heard mixed, mixed reviews. I mean, it's enjoyable. Like, I don't know. Like I enjoyed it. It seemed like a nice end of the franchise if they're going to end it. Um. You know, it starts off... Have you seen the, the other two Jurassic World movies? Mm-hmm. So it starts out, you know, after that, at, at the end of the second one, a bunch of the dinosaurs escaped, uh, and this kind of shows some of the fallout of that and how society's adjusting to, you know, dinosaurs in the wild. Yeah. Um, But it... I don't know. It took them a while to get to a place where there were dinosaurs and they were trying to escape from. Okay. You know? So it didn't feel like a Jurassic Park movie to me, but uh, but it was it was fun. There were dinosaurs and and there were fun characters or whatnot. So yeah, you know, well good. Um, we finished Parks and Rec finally uh, after however many months. And, what a good uh, show! It's so good. I halfway through the last episode, I was like, I'm not sure that I've watched the last episode, but I. I don't know. I had gotten like current to the show when it was coming out in between the, the, the next last season and the last season, mm-hmm. or I might've caught the tail end of, of the next last season on broadcast, but what, whatever the case, like um, I think it was it, 2017 or something. I was trying to watch it and it was, uh, I could only get it streaming for, for whatever reason. Like I, I didn't have DVR or something at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just not sure if I went back and watched the la- that last episode, uh, in the midst of all that. Yeah. Well, but, I'm uh, glad you got was to really experience good. it now. Yeah. Uh, so you're you, like John Raphael, like funeral reference makes a lot more sense now. God, I love it. So great. Yeah. His, uh, <laughs> his escape or his. Faking his own death was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ron ended up in a good spot. You know, I thought that was, it, it was a neat character arc to have Ron, you know, be 
working for the federal government. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So now we have to pick a, a, a new going to sleep show and we pick Deep Space Nine. I've never watched Deep Space Nine. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. You know, it's Is like it? any other Star Trek series right from, from the 80s and 90s where the first couple of seasons are a bit rough, but, you know, it finds its legs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> No, I think DS9 is one of my favorite series, um, but it does take until they, like, introduce the, the Dominion and, and really get going on the main, like, story that takes place in the later seasons. Yeah. Uh, is when it really starts getting good. Nice. But uh, we're uh, watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds as it comes out, and it's really good. Cool. Very, very classic Star Trek, and I love every second of it. <laughs> um. We were watching Obi-Wan, which is less good, but it's still enjoyable. I haven't watched it yet. I hear mixed things. Right. Well, like, as a Star Wars fanboy, it's just all kinds of, like, you know, you got scenery chewing Darth Vader and, like, just, uh, I don't know. It's it's really, like, uh, makes my fan heart happy. But yeah. Kristen pointed out that, like, no matter what you do around Darth Vader, you can never update Darth Vader. So he's always going to be like this cheesy 70s sci-fi villain that you're trying to make super ominous in 2022, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I guess when you grow up with it, it stays ominous even in 2022. I guess. But, and Obi-Wan uh, was probably made more for the existing fan base than it was for newer fan base. Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and Ewan McGregor does a fantastic job. Um, my only my biggest complaint with it, to be honest with you, is that there is a character in the show who is ten years old, and the person who plays her I feel like I've mentioned this already, but the person who plays her is clearly not ten years old yet. Yet. I don't know if you've ever seen like a 10 year old run versus like uh, a toddler running. Right. I have very little experience with that. No. Right. Well, when this child runs, they run with their arms out like this. Right. Okay. I know our listeners can't see this, but basically I have my arms to the side and, and just like churning them like a toddler. Um, and this child still does this. And, they, and, and, like, I wouldn't notice it as much if they didn't have her running, like, constantly. Yeah. But okay. that's my big complaint. Um, well, then I probably won't have a complaint with that because I have no idea that they <laughs> run different. Um, and then Stranger Things 4 Part 1. I have watched all of that, and it's amazing. I've only watched all of it except for the last episode, and it is amazing. But, yeah, um... I wanted to watch something uh, super dumb and uh, that I didn't have to pay attention to, so I watched uh, the Fast and Furious movies, one through seven. Uh-huh. And? Oh, You've it. seen the first three or four of them, right? No. I had seen the third movie. Oh, okay. So Tokyo Drift was the only movie that I had seen. And so la it started last month, so I kind of forgot to mention it on, on previous shows. But last uh, month... Okay, okay. I started watching the first movie, or I watched the first movie, and I was like, okay, that was a good movie. And then I watched the second movie, and I was like, that was not as, that was not as good as a movie as the first one, but, <laughs> but, it was, but it was what I was looking for, something dumb and stupid and 
that I didn't have to pay attention to. And then uh, I didn't rewatch the third movie. I was like, I've already seen it a bunch. I'm I'm fine, skipping it for now. And mm-hmm. then yeah. And then the fourth movie is not on streaming services anywhere. Neither is the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So after uh, much deliberation on my part, about a month's worth of deliberation, I was like, I'm just gonna buy the the iTunes pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now the one through seven movie pack was like thirty four ninety nine, and I was like, okay, that's really good for seven movies. Like that's an insane price for seven movies. Right. <clears throat> and then the um one through eight pack is like eighty dollars. All right. And, and then the one through nine pack is also eighty dollars. Okay, so the ninth movie is worthless, and the eighth dollar, the eighth one is forty bucks. I guess so. So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna buy the one through seven because that was thirty five dollars. So you know, mm-hmm. why not? And then I'll buy the. I think the other two movies, eight, eight and nine, are about around fifteen bucks each. Okay, yeah. So I feel like I'm still coming in under. Am I? Am I? Yeah, you are. 35 plus 15 is like 50, yeah. not 80. You're good. Oh, wait, wait, plus another 15. <clears throat> 65. Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm... The ninth movie still may be $20, but iTunes puts that one on sale all the time, so I'll just, whenever it goes to 10 bucks, I'll, I'll snag it. But that's, uh, I don't know. That's the majority of my movie watching has been the Fast and Furious movies and how just ridiculous those movies are aren't they so good though like in a ridiculous way yeah like in a dumb stupid like actiony they're great they're great move great (laughs) dumb stupid action movies dragging an entire safe through the streets of mexico or whatever what a what a dumb movie what a dumb (laughs) yeah um or like driving a car off a cliff yeah, or across buildings. Yeah, yeah, across buildings. Yep, that, Hun- that was a personal favorite of mine. Hundreds of stories in the air. <laughs> yep, yeah. So what? What? Just if you haven't watched the Fast and Furious movies, I'd say one through seven are worth thirty five dollars. I'd definitely say that. Um, I would agree with that. So if you have iTunes and have an extra $35 burning a hole in your pocket then or maybe I just got maybe they were on sale whenever I bought it I don't know I don't know I bought the whole uh, I think 1 through 7 or maybe no 1 through 8 on uh 4K or something when it first came out Yeah I was trying to cuz if it's too much on iTunes and I'll go look and see how much it is on like 4K or DVD Yeah or Blu-ray and it was like one through nine was eighty dollars on iTunes or like a hundred and forty dollars on four K Blu-ray, and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, no, that's rough." Not doing that. Sorry, my voice keeps like going out. Um, it's all right. You're getting old. I know. That's that's what it is. Oh no! <laughs> I bought uh, season one and two of Freakazoid. Nice, nice. 
On, Wait, uh, is it the new show or the old show? The old show. They haven't made a new Freaky Floyd yet. Oh, I thought they had. Okay, great. So whatever. <laughs> I was nostalgic for it, so I was like, I'm just gonna get. What a great show! Freaky does awesome. it hold up? It does hold. Up. Um, watch Black Dynamite. Still a great movie. I I don't know what that is. Oh man, it's a great uh, Michael J. White parody of a black exploitation film. Uh, okay. Um, and my favorite bit that I read about it was I read somewhere that um, Michael J. White had all the actors playing a part playing the part in the movie. So as an example, Michael J. White was playing a um, like a high school football star that hadn't gone anywhere after high school and this was his big break. Okay. Yeah. Playing playing Black Dynamite. So they were actually acting as two different things while they were acting. All right. Makes sense. But uh what a if you have not seen Black Dynamite, it's on HBO Max. Uh what a great movie. So funny. Um, and then Stranger Things. Seen seen that. Seen that. Seen that. Uh, well, oh man, we played. Um, sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but the other day we played the blockbuster game. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's a game that you can buy in the game store called Blockbuster. I guess there's two versions of it. There's like an original blockbuster game, and then we've got like some sort of expansion pack type thing. Okay. But basically, you set out like. Uh, you both write down a movie. It's a two player game. You both write down the, uh, a movie and put it in like a secret envelope or whatever. Um, and then the goal is, is basically to guess each other's movies. Uh, but it's sort of a collaborative kind of thing. Uh, cause you lay out like five, five cards mm-hmm. and then you flip them over. And on the back, it says like movies that start with an M and you got to name movies that start with an M okay. and the other person has to guess it like password. Right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, then whichever ones you get, uh, that person gets right. Uh, you can use those as like clues to the movie that you gave them. Right. So if you started with M, you give them the, it starts with an M, uh, clue if they got it right during the game. Um, but then there's also a thing called a late fee. And if you get three late fees then the game's over. Okay. Um, but either way, it's sort of a, a a movie trivia game, and it was uh, it was really fun. Nice, yeah, I've never seen that. Well, cool. Well, get the blockbuster game if you like movie trivia games. It is uh, looks like it's highly recommended by Guy. Yeah, I would say highly recommended. Nice. Well, we're gonna get into our topic, which is everything, everywhere, all at once. Woo! The new new movie. Movie. Um, my synopsis I wrote was a laundromat owner dealing with their taxes must harness her own power when she battles an evil traveling multiple universe. Sound That seems seems like an accurate summary. Alright, cool. I didn't know. I just wrote it and was like, I hope it's right. Uh, released March 11th, 2022 at South by Southwest and then in the United States on March 25th. Um, 
I did the couple development stuff. Jackie Chan apparently was originally thought to be the lead role for the movie, and he was kind of written as the lead role. And then they just decided to recast it as a woman instead. Great. That's that's where you got Michelle Yao. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, marked uh, K. Yao Kwan's return to acting since his retirement in 2002. It's the guy who um, played um, Short Round in... in yep. Uh, whatever that Indiana Jones movie was. Yep, he played Short Round. He was Data in The Goonies. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job in this movie. He did amazing. Uh, I, I do want to say the acting. Phenomenal. Uh, directed yeah. and written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel... Sh- uh, butcher his last name. Hold on. I got it. Hold on. Holding. Shineart. Daniel Shineart. Um, both writers and directors of the movie... Uh, leads are Michelle Yao, Stephanie Shu, Kei Hyo Kwan, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, yeah. There are no awards yet because it just came out. So, but I I can't imagine this movie's not gonna pick some awards up. Like it was just what a phenomenal. Um. I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by the Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic score, um, which were 95 tomato meter, 89 audience score, 81 user score for Metacritic, or 81 meta score and a 7.7 user score on Metacritic, and IMDb was an 8.3. I mean, that seems accurate, right? Like, yeah, but the, a, it was a really good movie. The last movie that we did, uh, the un bearable weight of massive talent. Yep. Yep. I thought that was an amazing movie and like it had like sixties. Well, right. But you're a Nicholas Cage fan. I guess so. Uh, I mean, it, that was a good movie and it was a good meta movie. And it was, it was, I don't know that I call as far as to say it was a perfect movie. Uh, oh, okay. But Just taking a dig at old Andrew, huh? I said yeah. it was a perfect Nick Cage movie. Right. And I would, you know what? I might agree with that. Yeah. But uh, I, I can see why certain people might not have enjoyed it as tongue in cheek as it was, I guess. Um, so what'd you, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, this movie was really good. Um, it, it's, it's a multiverse movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's nice to see a multiverse movie that is sort of a self-contained movie without any sort of thought to franchising. Yeah. Um, now I, it seems like the story that's in this movie is done, right? It has a beginning, middle and end. Uh, I can't think of any place where I'd want them to explore it more with the same character. Right. Right. Um, maybe different characters uh but but the characters in the movie are central to all the plot and and interest in the movie so i can't even think of anything else in the the, the multiverse that would be worth exploring that wasn't already explored you know yeah and i and i think that's that's great i think these days you know everything's is is looking to be spun off into a franchise and, and 
you know, trying to monetize everything as much as possible. So it's real nice to see something that, that, you know, can live and breathe on its own. And if they just, and they find a way to, to make a sequel or whatnot, I mean, okay, but I, I don't feel like there's a need for it at all. I mean, it's an A24 film and I have not seen a sequel to an A24 film before. So yeah. they're, they're usually pretty self-contained one shots. Um, but yeah, I mean, I about thought, you? I thought it was a phenomenally crafted movie. Um, I thought it was intriguing, wonderful family oriented story. Um, wonderful story about finding yourself and loving others. Um, and just what a, what a great, great filmed, greatly filmed, bigly filmed movie. Bigly filmed. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would highly recommend watching this movie. I ended up um, not seeing it in theaters this time around because it already is out for purchase. So I was like, I'm just going to purchase it and save my save my popcorn money and watch yep, it. Same, home. same. But uh, I ended up watching this movie in like three parts. Oh uh, yeah, I kept having to pause it and do something. Oh, you didn't just watch it at, like, the actual part splits? No, unfortunately. Oh. But it was still a great movie, even whenever I'm like, I have, to, I forgot I had to do this, and pause the movie and go do this thing. Well, but good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, I guess we'll get into Spoiler Zone. Spoiler Zone. Spoiler Zone. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Um, I guess first things to talk about, cinematography was amazing in this movie. Um, just a lot of great shots. I don't really have anything off the top of my head that is really standing out beyond like the scenes where um she's just going through all the different multiverses. Like they're all flashing behind her, basically. That was a really cool shot. Of her just yeah, a lot of a lot of the scenes, and I can't think of specific scenes now, were evocative of various uh, um, other other Asian movies. I'm trying to think of another word, but you know, other classic like martial arts movies were uh, were referenced visually. Yeah, um, like the the kung fu area whenever she's learning kung fu was uh, a reference to old martial arts movies. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really clever. There were there were a couple of different ones that popped up, and I thought they were they were really neat. I liked that. And this is off of cinematography already, but I liked that the um, <clears throat> movie within the movie was a movie of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, so that was interesting, and I like how it ended in the. I thought it was funny how it ended in the in the movie. How did it end in the movie? She yeah. she died. Oh right, yeah. And then that was the end of it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about family themes. There was a lot of family themes in this movie. There's mother daughter, father daughter, husband wife, tax auditor. There, there were tax um, oddity. 
I think at the at the center of the story, it, it's 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 a love story, um, in in all of love's forms, right? Um, and and it was, you know, it's it is a movie about generational trauma. Um, you know, I, I I'm sure it's been covered, you know, from this angle like a, a number of times. This is the thing that kind of stands out the most, at least to me. Um, you know, you have uh this the 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 mother that was that was overly overly criticized as a child was 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 more or less ba- banished from her family um and and you know finally sort of uh realized you know what had been done to her and that that she was passing it on and didn't want to be and, and did something about it yep. and um, it's, it's, it's another in a, in a line of movies that, that are kind of this way nowadays, right? You had, from my understanding, um, uh, was that like a red Pixar movie? I didn't watch it. Uh, I still have not watched red. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot the name of the, the, the movie, but that movie, um, Encanto. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, or it, it, you know, a lot of these movies makers are, are, are seeming to work out things that, that are, that are now, you know coming to light in our, you know, cultural references of, of, of things we've learned over the past 20 years or whatnot that were, uh, you know, what were, I saw somebody talk about it the other day, how like, uh, there's this sort of new phenomenon of, of people like, you know, hating having kids or hating their kids or what, whatever, right. Quote unquote, hating their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's popular to complain about your children. And the, this person's point was that, you know, that's, it's a recent phenomenon because before we didn't even treat children like they were people. Right. Yeah. You know, they were just sort of this nuisance. And if you, if they stuck out in any way that they were getting, you know, like hit, um, or if they're acting up or, or, you know, whatever, um, they had to find, like walk a real fine line and they were told what to do and, and what to say and, and what to think and this. And we've learned that that's not really healthy for children uh, as it, because you know, they're, they're humans. Right. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And so it's really coming, you know, people are more aware of that and, and parenting more intentionally these days. And a lot of people are, are realizing that they've been victims of, you know, family abuse that, that it was just normalized for the longest time. And so it's real nice to see uh, a movie sort of tackle that and, 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 and tackle this idea of, uh, you know, I'm going to, to heal myself so that I can, you know, be healthy around other adults, be have healthy relationships with my older family and, 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 you know, have healthy relationships with, with my younger family. Um, you know, whatever that means, maybe you don't have kids, you know, maybe it's, it's, you know, cousins or nephews and nieces and stuff, but you know, whatever you, there's, there's a lot of intentionality with, with understanding generational trauma. So it's nice to see it addressed in movies. Yeah, it's nice to see it kind of break, breaking the form in this one and then also having the, the father-daughter relationship and her finally stepping up to her father and basically asking him why he so easily abandoned her, um, opening up why she's abandoning her daughter, treating her the way that she is. Um, and I think just what a, it, it very much tackled that subject. Uh, perfectly i think it did a really good job yeah for sure uh, you know and it and it also 
you know, address the, the, the idea of what ifs, right? Like, uh, I'm sure everybody at some point in, in their life has, has, has wondered, you know, what if I did X thing differently? How, where would my life end up? Yeah. Uh, and so seeing somebody and really see, seeing a character see all of these things and experience all these things and then, you know, come to sort of, you know, roots of realization of, of why their life ended up the way that it did. Uh, that that was really neat too. Yeah. I agree. Then you had the <laughs> husband and wife relationship, uh, which was throughout the movie, them kind of tackling this thought of divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then throughout it, just kind of her realizing that she needs to be a better partner to her husband and her husband realizing that she does love him still. Um, and kind of, that, that was a sweet, like, fixing of a relationship kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, once they started, you know, talking to each other and communicating and, um, but but also she she saw what what how he uh, the way that he fights um, I put that in quotes when I said it but it, I mean it is it's the way the way that he sees and addresses you know uh, things in the world that that rub him the wrong way it isn't through through anger and and controlling it's 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 more I don't know loving approach I guess um, yeah. you know a, a, a softer approach but but. It, and an equally effective approach and, 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 and by the end of the movie, you know, it's, it's the most effective approach is, is approaching sim, uh, situations with empathy. Yeah. And I think, I think in, in, in real life that, that holds true. And I think a lot of people get made, you know, fun of for it growing up. But, uh, I think those end up being the healthier people, but you know, what do I know? What do you know, guy? <laughs> not a lot I can promise you that <laughs> then you have the relationship that you have with your tax auditor where uh, if you happen to be in a alternate universe where your hands are hot dogs instead of hands or they're hot dog hands so all your fingers are hot dogs uh, then you fall in love with your tax auditor and uh, you know are in a relationship where you use your feet a bunch Play the yeah. piano. That was such a weird universe. I don't know why they stuck with it so long, but yeah, I'm kind of glad they did. Yeah, I can't get over the uh, sexual nature of sucking on each other's hot dogs, fingers, <laughs> and getting ketchup and mustard out of them. Gross. <laughs> can't can't get over that. Um, oh no. I liked the that they in order to get into their other or like get the information from the other realities to be able to harness the powers like kung fu and uh hot dog hands. Um they had to do weird stuff to get it. Oh uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Like eating a plastic frog or wiping snot into someone's mouth. Paper cuts uh, on your hands. Oh god, no. Oh, that was awful. Professing your love. Ooh. Do you are there yeah. any other ones? Sincerely you can professing your actual love for a human being who is attacking you. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then that comes in later during the hot dog hands bit. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, all those weird things were cool. I like that concept. Like, 
the idea that that it has to be something really weird with a low probability chance of happening um because that will tie you into the to the or that'll help the software hone in on that universe because it happened yeah right i liked the husband at one point it's like do jumping jacks and the, the daughter's like that's not weird like <laughs> <laughs> What was uh, uh, one? Oh man, what was one of them? One of them was a dude photocopying his butt. Um, yeah, somebody yeah, that was one. Somebody singing Ave Maria. Um, oh, I, that's what it was. It was. So I want to get into like laugh out loud because I don't usually laugh out loud to move. Like it's pretty rare. Okay. Yeah. And and there were several laugh out loud moments. Like whenever they're coming out of the sex safe. Or the uh-huh. the safe room, the BDSM safe room, and uh, the guy in the background. There's a guy in the background that, in order to get his power, he just grabs a pillow and starts. Or no, it's a lamp. He grabs a lamp and just starts humping <laughs> the lamp. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we have to talk about the dildo bats. Oh, that was so good. Laugh out loud moments. Uh, the dog weapon, Jenny Slate's dog weapon. Oh yeah, her dog is a weapon. Yeah, and she's like so what? apologetic to her dog, even though she's like kicking him around the room. Right. Um, that scene was it. That scene, I don't know. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, sorry, that scene reminded me of Kill Bill. That Kill Bill fight with the late with the with the girl with the like the ball and chain the spiky ball. Uh-huh. It was remnant. I mean, it's the same sort of weapon style as that dog. There were several but. there were several uh moments in this movie that reminded me of Kill Bill moments. But in reality what they're doing because Kill Bill is just a complete ripoff of Asian cinema. Right. In kung fu movies. Like uh 100% like I was talking to Justin about it the other day and he was like he was like, yeah, I bought like this DVD box set of all these cool kung fu movies, and every time there's like a scene in one of these movies that's a complete ripoff of Kill Bill, and then I'm like, no, Justin, or he's like to himself, he's like, no, Justin, Kill Bill is ripping off a hundred percent all of these movies. Right, like, like almost dialogue for dialogue, like action like or like shot for shot. Yeah, there's right? not a, there's not an original. It's not you know. Uh, what did he say? Tarantino said that he was he took inspiration from these movies, but what he really did right. was steal specific shot for shot parts of these movies to make another movie. Yeah. So but that's kind of what it felt like. It was like, oh, this reminds me of Kill Bill. And then I'm like, no, this this should remind me of you know, traditional what, eighties, sixties through eighties Asian cinema. Yeah, 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 it really should. Um, You know, I'm sure there was, like, a Crouching Tiger reference or two. Um, But, I mean, that was, like, early aughts. But same difference, right? Yeah. And then the other laugh-out mode, there's a couple other ones. Um, I want to save the best for last, so we're going to keep that there. Oh, okay. um, The the Raccoon Tui. Oh, my God. What a that's the most ridiculous thing. What a great like like she mentions it earlier in the movie and she talks about raccoon tui and they're like no ratatouille and she goes no it's like a raccoon that's on a dude's head pulling yeah, his raccoon hair. Cooey. 
Cooey is that what it is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and everyone's like, no, that's not a thing. And then they put it in the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to make it a thing. And it's the funniest shit. Like, <laughs> and they reference it multiple times and they come back to it too. And it's just, oh man. Raccoon Cooey. Yeah, when he gets arrested, that poor raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like, no, Raccoon Cooey. And I guess but I like that that's his name. Like, right? Like, yeah. Ratatouille's name is Remy, right? Yeah, Raccoon Cooey. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one is they have. Before, before they even, I don't know why my brain immediately like went to it before they even talk about the trophies. Mm-hmm. So behind, um, oh, my mouse isn't working. Hold on. No, oh, no. Behind Jamie Lee Curtis's in her desk is uh, a bunch of trophies that are literal butt plugs glued to like a trophy base. Right, like she's got some award for like best auditor or something. Yeah, but they're literal. They're literal rubber black butt plugs. Right, like that seems to be the joke. Right, that's and the then, joke. And then they go on with it. And like, then they go on with the joke by later in the movie, the thing that one of the other people, like one of the people attacking the main character, has to do is slam his ass on one of these butt plug trophies. In order to get his powers back. Well, there are two people, right? Like, eventually? Eventually two. Eventually, another guy shows up, slams his naked ass onto a butt plug, and then starts fighting her. And then the other guy that was trying to do it earlier shows up with a huge, longer, like... (laughs) Like, the trophies they would give away in, like, middle school for basketball or... Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Or football or whatever just shoved up his butt like coming out of his pants like he just slammed his pants onto it like <laughs> I got one of those for the 5th grade geography B Oh man Yeah geography B Yeah school in it there do you still know your geography I, Uh yeah of course I still know my geography I don't I don't know I'm just I'm just flexing my nerd cred right now Oh you know? man Well I got one for chess how about that? Nice. Yeah, third place in my middle school. Well done. Actually, I might have been second place. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> all all I know is I went to regionals or whatever, or the, whatever the next step is from like winning your school one. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and immediately got destroyed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like one second or third place in my school, and I was like, yeah, out of 10 people, I won second or third place. That's awesome. And then I go and, like, play chess against this, like, this girl that was probably, like, three years younger than me. Uh And she just annihilated me. Like, she beat me (laughs) so quick. And I was just like, yay, third place in life. Like, um, but yeah, dildo butt plug moments. Um, It's good. It's like... The slow action shots as they were like going by, so you just, they just have like floppy, like yeah, butt pl- like like it's a plug, right? So I guess it's, it's a block, it's a block, it's a wooden block. There's just floppy. a wooden block sticking out of his ass, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, just, just a just a great funny movie. 
Um, I don't really have, we've kind of talked about <laughs> most of the other themes in it. Yeah. Um, it was, I don't know. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience being an immigrant since I'm not, but it seems like it was, it was, how could you guy? Right. It seems like it was, it was a good sort of, um, uh, representation of, of, you know, a lot of the struggle that, that the first generation and, and second generation, uh, immigrants struggle with in communication and adjusting to, to, to life in America and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I thought that was neat. And I think it, it's nice that we're seeing sort of a, a, a surge of, of, of movies that are, that are coming from different perspectives like that. Um, you know, I, I know we've talked about it on the show before. I think we talked about it uh, specifically in the Shang-Chi episode. Um, but uh, we've also talked about it in, in, in various other episodes that, that, that some of the th- stuff that we really I- end up enjoying is stuff that's from a you know uh, perspective that, that, that hasn't been traditionally you know, around in American cinema. For sure. I mean, that's one of the things, uh, I forgot to look that up. Um, I mean, that's kind of one of the things about Kehu Kwan. Uh-huh. Was like, he was saying that he felt like he could come back to uh, making movies again because of, it, it didn't, I don't want to butcher it. I don't okay. want to butcher it. Well, so, then don't butcher so it. So I'm look it up. I'm not, right now? Yeah, right now. Oh my god! What else would we do on this show? Uh, that's a good point. Well, you talk, right. and I'll look it up. So you just all right. Make up something real quick. Um, I'm gonna say that he's excited that he's not playing parts that seem to be a joke, right? Yeah, I mean, but- um, I was gonna say more of it. It seemed like it was more of like a, um. Not like a caricature. Right, right. That's that's the word I was looking for. Um Yeah, no, I I I again I, I know I could I, I I was talking about uh the second ago, but it's Oh, okay. So it was it was actually oh, okay. Got it ahead. was actually crazy rich Asians that brought him back into wanting to act again. Oh yeah, that movie's on my list of movies to see. Um, because he said, quote, for a long time, I thought I was at peace with it, but something was missing and I really didn't know what it was. And no crazy rich Asians came out. I saw my fellow Asian actors on the screen and I had serious FOMO because I wanted to be up there with them. Aw, that's sweet. Uh, so after crazy rich Asians came out, he signed on with a new, um, agent and began pursuing roles, starting with everything everywhere all at once. Well, I'm glad he's back. That's exciting to me. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> Good. I don't know why it took such a long pause. I'm glad he's back, too. Um, <laughs> secretly, you're not. That's why the long pause. Yeah, secretly, I'm like, oh, man. Another guy, that, guy. that can act better than me. Ugh. Car says... It's talk- my curse. I can't act. Can and we- I'm an actor. <laughs> what a curse. 
the acting in this movie <laughs> was amazing. Like just like the the transitions that they all had to basically do between different quote unquote characters, which are this themselves, but in different realities. Uh, mm-hmm. Was like you could really, it really, it felt real. Yeah, like, it felt like they were transitioning between these people fluently, um, and I liked it a lot. Me too. I thought I thought it was really neat. Is 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 clever the way that they did it, and 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 you're right. It's it, it's so well acted. Um, in, in the way that when a character starts talking, regardless of which version of that character it is. Uh, you kind of know who it is, right? They all have their own personalities, and that comes through in the acting. Agreed. I liked it a lot. I, thought, I, I agree fully. Great. Great. I don't know that I have anything else to say either. I don't either. Uh, where to see it? You can buy it on the iTunes or on the streaming services, like I think it's on Amazon Prime. I mean, yeah, I it's not going to be available for on, rent soon-ish. It's not on Prime. It's on. You can purchase it on. Right, um, right. But yeah, uh, I think it's still in theaters currently at this moment that we're recording. So go see it. I w- I wish I had seen it in theaters, but I probably won't go out of my way to go see it. And uh what are we watching next time, guy? Bob's Burgers. I the movie. Can't the, wait. The Bob's Burgers movie. I'm going to go see it in theaters on Friday. I'm going to eat some burgers while I watch it. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. And as always, stay, stay hot and fresh, and fresh everyone. everyone.